Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello, Passion and Purpose podcast. So hey, good hey. to be with you guys, Jimmy. Great to be with you yeah. again this morning. Tell us, you know, before we jump in to yep. what we're going to do, give us a little what's going on, kind of more broadly. Invite us into it. Take it away. Yeah, you know, I just want to encourage you guys, and and I think I'm looking here at the video as well. Is that we've been doing this series called Yet for Us, which is just an affirmation of who we are as the people of God in the midst of the culture. And I want to encourage you guys to jump in, especially this last window, as we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Because again, remember, God has sent the Holy Spirit to lead our lives, administrate our lives, and literally be in the center of the church, Mm. not on the side of the church. Jesus is the head of the church, but the Holy Spirit's been sent to administrate the church by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to miss Him, right? right? Right. So my admonition as we listen to these podcasts and we're kind of going through some different things is also track with us on this Jet Press series because you'll see some similarities. Mm -hmm. And the, the way I would say it right now, what I see in the body of Christ it's the, it's the moment of the open door. So Revelation 3, I'm going to give a door that no man can shut. Right. And God says, because you have a little power, you uh, have honored my word and you love my name, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an open door that no man can shut. Right. So I kind of laugh at this. It's a little chuckle between me and God. He said, I see you Antioch guys and you all have a little power, but I know you want, you're true to my word and you love my name. So I'm going to give you an open door because you can't get there without me. And we just want to say, yes, Lord. Everybody just say, yes, Lord. Lord. (laughs) We need that open door. And because of the blood of Jesus, that door's open. And Mm -hmm. it's uniquely being made manifest right now. Right. So when... When there's a Bible truth that God's highlighting among a commun- amongst the community, mm-hmm. you want to be on it. You right. want to say, all right, let's do it. Right. So jump in with us on the Yet For Us journey, and uh, let's watch God uh, demonstrate His power yes. in the midst of our need. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, it's, been, it's been great. Looking forward to more. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so that's kind of broadly. And then podcast specific this morning, yeah. what, what, what are we going to do? Hey, let's talk about... Uh, We've gone through this hierarchy of loyalties deal, mm-hmm. and we want to talk about the power of family okay. as our loyalty, where our hierarchy of loyalties. Now, again, you and I were just talking about this. What everybody's got to go back to is our number one loyalty is God. Right. We don't worship the family. We don't worship disciple making. Right. We worship God, right. right? He's the only allowable idol, right? Right. Oh, good. Which I love that. You can be an idolater to <laughs> one, it's, it's to one, God himself, <laughs> right? So there's a, there's a holy worship of God. He right. is our first affection and loyalty. We've been talking about that. And we talked about the word of God mm-hmm. being our allegiance. That right. would be even more than an affection. It would be an allegiance. Mm-hmm. This is our constitution. This is what directs our lives. We don't direct our lives. God himself through his word does. And then we talked about the power of the church and the beauty of God's people Mm -hmm. being brought together miraculously by the Spirit of God and then distributed powerfully for the glory of God. Yes. 
That's just a beautiful thing. Yes. So now we're on loyalty, uh, hierarchy of loyalty number four, which is family. And again, this is the central vehicle in which God expresses himself um, through procreation, uh, through love, mm -hmm. through honor, mm -hmm. and through a picture of Christ in the church, through right. covenantal right. Uh, uh, community. So I want to read a couple of scriptures to jump into this. So once again, power of family yes. and our allegiance to, our mm -hmm. honor of mm -hmm. a family. And if you're single listening to this, I just want you to know you came from a family, right. uh, whether it was beautiful or not, functional or dysfunctional, and you are a part of the family of God. Mm -hmm. And um, and you uh, express that right now in a single, as a single, but you build family everywhere you go, among your roommates, among your community at work, among your church friends. There is a family attitude and aspect that we must all attend to to be whole and healthy. Yes. All right, so here we go. Genesis 1, uh, 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image in the Im according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the sky, over cattle, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Go, bear fruit, and multiply. Then we flip over to... Uh, Genesis 2, starting in verse 21, uh, actually 18, where it says, It's good, not good for man to be alone. Verse 21, The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. He slept, and he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father, be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. They were both naked. The man and his wife were not ashamed. Mm. Whoa. Now, I know this is you and Christy. There's just a lot that in you guys' life, and, and I want to hear you guys' story in just a moment. But I think what I want to say to everybody to get going, and I hope you haven't lost interest here yet, because this is the centrality of how you're going to express your life mm. in the context of family. So firstly, let me just say again, uniquely God made male and female because we needed both equally. Right. Right? Yes. When we're talking about value. God expresses himself as male or masculine. God expresses himself as feminine mm -hmm. through us. Mm -hmm. So then we are uniquely whole or, or, or wanted or of the greatest value because of God's choosing. Then the, the, the second piece is we are then his image bearers. Mm -hmm. He made us in his image. So when I am an image bearer of what it means to be a man or, or for a woman, what it means to be a woman, I'm reflecting the glory of God by being fully alive in my femininity right. or my masculinity, right. and this is a beautiful thing. Right. Then, when God calls two people to come together and become one in the covenant of marriage, then once again, there's an expression of God himself in that union when it is one of honor right. and not one of demand. Right. And so there's a beauty in marriage that displays the glory of God. And then the, the in the miraculous work of God, you know, we're so sexualized that when we think of sex, we just think of of all the pleasure side and mm -hmm. the, the ecstasy side, all that stuff. But remember that God did that as a beautiful picture of union, right. of what it means to be one with a person. What right. a unique thing, even the anatomy, the way he made it to be one, it fit together rightly right. so that you can be one in intimacy to reflect the oneness that we have from God. And again, get 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 the 
crazies out of your mind for a minute and just sure. take the beauty of how God created us to be one mm-hmm. uh, through the, through sexual intimacy, but then out of that to then create mm-hmm. out of these bodies right. something that is of God. Yes. That's just crazy. I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it's just really it's miraculous. It, it's mer- what there it is. Once again, <laughs> science spends all their life trying to dis- explain what God already has explained, right? And and that is that it's miraculous. Right. It makes you believe in God. Right. How can two people make a person? Yes. Right? It's it, it it's just it's stunning. All right. So all that beauty and mm. awesomeness to say that um Family, uh, when two become one and they have children and they care for that children, the God of the miraculous who brought two people together, who actually miraculously created their bodies to have another child, Mm -hmm. then also miraculously called them parents. Right. He called them mother and father to nurture one another. Right. And that child, it says in Ephesians, in the discipline and the fear of the Lord, yes. so that the beauty of Jesus is seen in marriage, mm-hmm. in family, and the multiplication of God is made manifest through the beauty of family. Yes. So now my vision is high. Yes. It's not just, it's not just man, I hope, I hope my wife you know, is everything I want. Uh, I hope my kids turn out okay. Mm-hmm. That is such a low goal. That's right. just not even on that. That's just read Genesis one through three. So I, I, I want. Well, I'm going to try to start making some sense here. Uh, in the beauty of this big vision, then Paul then forwards in the New Testament. All right, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. How do we do marriage? How do we do family? Mm-hmm. So that Jesus is glorified and right. demonstrated, right. and that children. Fear the Lord more every generation instead of less. Yes. So that God is seen more on the earth right. and not less. Right. Okay? Let me pause. Give me some comment on that. Yeah, so what I'm thinking, I'll just go off what you just said with Paul. It's the only place in the New Testament that I'm aware of where you've got a mystery. Because he said this He's about Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Yeah. But it's not just a mystery. He yeah. said this is a profound or a great mystery. Right. But I'm speaking about right. Christ and the church. Now we say that's a that's a very orthodox. I mean, that's just Bible. Yeah, yeah. But we want to pause and say, what? <laughs> I meant like you just said. Yeah. This Genesis one through three thing before sinners enters the world. So God's yeah. original intent for humanity is to display His beauty in a variety of ways, mm-hmm. but here in a very specific way. Yes. And so, as a you're a husband, I'm a husband. Right. Um, that is a very high calling. So that helps me then when the going gets tough or when I don't want to do X, Y, Z, if I'm reminded that you have an opportunity just through this relationship to preach the gospel, to demonstrate, to make visible the invisible. Wow. That is very motivating. Makes me very hungry and makes me want to be like, stay low before the Lord, help me, help me, help Mm -hmm. me. So that that's my that's my first thought. Yeah, wow, that, that's awesome. So, so we've got and, and again for all the singles listening, hang in there. This is this this very likely will be your future. But if you remain single, we're going to get to the beauty of how do you express this covenantal mm. marriage and family peace. So hang with us. Yeah. But let me just go off of that to say, um, that is not only motivating; it's motivating for faithfulness. Yes. Why do I want to be faithful to one person for life? Mm-hmm. Because God is faithful to me for life. Yes. 
right? Yeah. Thick and thin. I've done some really terrible things that I should be literally judged and sent to hell for. Sure. But by grace, he is not only forgiving me, but he still forgives me mm-hmm. and still hangs with me. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank a, you. another pause moment. Just yes. thank, thank you, you Jesus, yeah. for grace, right? And as we extend grace to one another in marriage, undeserved favor, right. uh, it produces beauty yes. that you can't get to any other way. Right. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So we display grace. Then, But, but back to the, the centrality of family and raising children. Mm-hmm. So when we had our kids, uh, Laura and I went, we memorized basically 25 scriptures. We just went through the Bible and said, what does it say about kids? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that we landed on over and over again was that the one of the central roles of parents is to teach their children to obey. Right. And we're like, okay, now it's implicit that we're to love them, mm-hmm. but but obey. Why is that so important? Right. So that they are free from the bondage of sin, mm-hmm. and they have victory in order to set other people free, so that they can live the life that God intended for them. Yes. So the beauty of God is made manifest through obedience. Right. So it says. Um, uh, parents that we are to teach our children to obey the Lord mm-hmm. and, and to raise them in the discipline and in the fear of the Lord. Right. That everywhere we go, we're to talk about the ways of God, right. to demonstrate. And, and then we're to help them through even discipline processes to make sure to curb their behavior while they're young so that they get to see Jesus, see the beauty of living His way right. instead of their own way. Right. Now, for anybody that's, that's grew up religious and is freaking out a little bit by this thought, I just want to say, obedience is a joy to the lover of Jesus. Right. One of the things that we would do, and uh, Jordan, you've heard us share this several times, is uh, with our kids, every morning we would say, kids, how do we obey? And they would say in unison, cheerfully, quickly, and completely. Mm-hmm. And then Laura and I would respond. we say, the reason we say that is mom and dad didn't learn how to obey cheerfully, quickly, and completely Jesus. So then we turned out with what you see. So any problems we have are because we didn't learn how to obey cheerfully, quickly, and completely. Mm. So you guys, we're going to give you a fresh run at this. And so the great thing about raising children is that we get to help them see the beauty of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the joy of following Jesus, and then we get to help shape the divine call of God on their lives to be like Jesus. Right. Wow. Yeah. You got anything on that? Yeah. So before, you know, before that, the, well, you're going, you were there Ephesians 6 on the parenting side. Yeah. The environment that is set up is the Ephesians 5. And we've talked yeah. about this. Yeah. It starts not just with the specific husband and wife, but you, you've got to go back further. Yeah. So there's the, there's the submission to the Lord. Right. There's the submission to one another out of right. reverence for Christ. But the environment for the discipline and the instruction in the yeah. fear of the Lord is me, uh, myself, and my wife, our response to the Lord, our fear of the Lord, our discipline, a response to His discipline, but also my love, self-sacrificial love right. for my wife, her respect of me. Right. Not because I'm deserving, no. nor that she's deserving, but it's right. unto the Lord. Yeah. That's what creates, that's what we have found right. in our small efforts. Right. That is so so pivotal uh so that that's where when we talk about the family right. you just brought in the parenting so there's it's the marriage uh-huh. and then as the lord entrusts with children yeah. there's the parenting side and that's when 
oh, the, 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 the beauty can really, can, that does not mean if you don't have children that they're, you're any right. less right. valued at all. Sure. Um, or if you're a single person not married yet, yeah. like you've already referenced at all but there there is just this wonderful beauty of god uh there's released and there's the pain side then that yeah. jesus when people tried to nail him right. and they were like well you know moses said divorce and he said well actually that was given because of your hardness of heart from right. the beginning it was not I, so it's not, was it but he said what god has joined together let, that when i do weddings you've done a lot more than me yeah. but i get to do i get to do a lot of weddings and i i always emphasize that at the end you know, right before you're pronouncing husband and wife, I say, what God has joined together, and yeah. I will pull a pause, I say, let no spiritual darkness, let no flesh, let no opinion of man. You know, I just, ad nauseum, ever, 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 ever separate. Why? Because it's not God's original intent. Is there yeah. grace for yeah. those who have been divorced? Of yes, course. there is. Yes. But the, there's also so much pain. Right. So just putting all that yeah. swirl in there together. Wow. Well, I hope I hope you're uh, hanging with us because I want to address two more issues okay. here in this centrality and loyalty to family. And uh, first of all, let me speak to our singles here just a moment, and then I want to talk about the cultural demonic assault on mm. the family. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, to all of our singles, I had a friend. He got married when he was about 35 or 36, and he was uh, he's the greatest disciple I've ever met, and. When he would invest in my life, uh, and when I was a freshman, uh, a new believer in college, um, I always felt respected by him, but always felt like he brought me one step closer to Jesus. And I remember years later asking him, how do I, I was working with a bunch of inner city kids teaching school, mm. and I was asking, how do I help these kids? I mean, they got broken homes, everybody's messed up. Don't know what He said, anytime you can create family, in a one-on-one -on -one setting with someone, mm. in two-in-one, in a classroom with roommates, he said God dwells there. Wow. So think, how do we create family in this classroom of 60% uh, divorced families? Mm. Or how do you create family in my roommates, in my workplace? Mm -hmm. And as a single man, he was doing that everywhere he went. I felt family with him. Right. This guy has been the best man in more weddings than any person I've ever met in my life. Wow because he creates family. And here's what he would say. He was 10 years older than me, and he said, when, when I meet with you, there's something to receive from you, and there's something to give to you. I was a freshman. Wow. I mean, That's I, so I, powerful. I but, but he had the honor. It was that family, right. we value our children, we're, we're, we're with them, but we're also leading them, mm. and it creates family. Mm -hmm. isn't, that, isn't that a beautiful That's illustration? Yeah. So I just want to say to all of our singles out there, you are a part of the family of God, period. You come from a family to honor, respect, even if you had to work through healing and brokenness, you can bless them and be actually graced back to them, even if they messed you up. Mm -hmm. And then you get to create family as a single everywhere you go, because everybody's desperate for family. There it is. That's it, right? <laughs> okay, so somebody's just got to decide to be a family man. That's good. Right, or family woman, because that's what the whole world needs. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we're running out of time here, but I gotta hit this last deal. Yeah. So if I was the devil mm -hmm. and family was the centrality of which God displays his glory, bridegroom and bride, mm -hmm. the way that God creates God, uh, godly heritage through the raising of children in the fear of the Lord and right. the honor of God, then where would you go? Like you'd go after the seed, right? right? That was the very thing that he mm -hmm. went after with Adam and Eve, the very thing that he's gone after. 
you know, we're kind of like, oh, I just can't believe what's going on with the destruction of the family. I mean, you can't really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know the devil well. It says, do not be unaware of the schemes of right. the devil. Right. So the way that Laura and I kind of grasped this one was this. Anytime we're fighting, the devil is looking for an opportunity to divide us. Mm. So it's the devil. Now, sure. it's my flesh, your flesh. We got responsibility, but we're participating with the devil the farther we push this deal. Sure. And I don't need the devil in my house, right? right? I need Jesus mm-hmm. to rule and reign my house. So when I realize that it's spiritual warfare at the core, mm. there's only two spiritual warfare spots that I think are the daily grind that we have to be aware of. One is my own intimacy with Jesus. My devotional life is under attack every day. Mm. My union communion with God and with others, right. specifically in marriage and family. Mm. Because if he can dismantle that, then society's right. dismantled. Right. So what I would say to everybody listening, wherever you are on the gender conversation or on the the brokenness of family of origin stuff or uh, who to blame or how to live and all that stuff. Just read the Bible. Let me just give you just two. Read Genesis 1 through 3 and say, how did God create us? How does God want us to live? Mm-hmm. Then fast forward, read Ephesians 5 and 6, mm-hmm. because all the way through 6 is all the stuff on spiritual warfare explaining right. why it's so important that we live out what right. we just read in 5. Right. So 5 and 6, you read those chapters, you're going to understand family, mm-hmm. you're going to understand your position in the journey, right. and you're going to understand what to contend for against mm-hmm. the work of the enemy. Love it. Wow. I, I just want to believe this more, Jordan. I, me too. I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, I believe it, right? We believe it, but right. but we don't believe it enough. Right. And 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 maybe I'll, I'll leave this this as a closing thought. I've said that a lot today, haven't I? Uh, <laughs> what I want to leave as a closing thought is this. Somebody said this years ago, and, and hopefully this doesn't come off as an arrogant statement. They said, uh, they said to me, the difference between me and you is that when I hear a truth. I'm going to respond to it wholeheartedly because I actually want it Mm. and I believe it. Mm. And said, the question is whether you're going to have that same kind of hunger. Mm. So when you see me as a 50-year-old man excited to talk about family and excited about the impact and excited and convicted, I am walking away from this conversation convicted Mm. to send Laura a text to love her and care for her more Mm. than I did yesterday Mm. because I feel like I've been inattentive Mm. to this most treasured mm. central. Mm. I'm wanting to care for each of my children. I feel convicted by my own preaching. Right. right. So when people sometimes say, you know, blah, 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 here they talk about, not, then man, you need to, that should flag your own heart. When right. you're bored mm. with the conversation about marriage, family, the centrality of God, flag, just right. Right. I mean, that's like 15 yards. That could be ejection from the game. You know, sit, go sit in the locker room and think this over right. because you're missing the centrality of the game. Right. Uh, because, again, back to God's all we've got, you guys. Mm. He, he knows how mm. to run this game. Mm. And we either cooperate or we don't. And it is deeply to our detriment, right. let alone everybody we, we touch. Right. And so... Just praying for grace in the hierarchy of loyalties. God himself, word of God, people of God. Mm-hmm. Now the family, right. his right. nuclear family, is the centrality of both the healing and the restoration of God for the glory of God. Amen. Malachi 4.6. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. 
We'll see you next time.